Hello everyone and welcome to episode 27 of Dixie Discusses. Uh, we're obviously back with a bit of a, a bit of a summer special, um, as we mentioned in, in the last episode. Uh, I'm delighted to say, joining me all the way from sunny Poland is Mr Frank Herbert. Frank, how are you, mate? You okay? Yeah, not too bad. It's not as hot here as, as I hear it is over there. Not oh yeah, bad. as we mentioned, mate. Yeah, it's um, on the outskirts of Liverpool. It's about well, it's been about thirty-four, thirty-five today, and it has been for the last couple of days, mate. So, and all like we've we've mentioned, um, I think Poland. It's around about thirty, isn't it? Normally in the summertime, yeah. but yeah. we obviously don't get that here, mate. So uh, I was struggling a little bit here to be. So, Frank, I, I know obviously, like we've said, we've, we've had a bit of a chat for the last few weeks. So, really appreciate you coming on, mate. Um, just first of all. Um, just wanted to obviously check how how you're sure to getting on um over there, and I know we've mentioned you're obviously teaching English and stuff online, which uh, must be really rewarding. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Um, I left I left the UK because I could see the way things were going because I, I used to work in further further education in colleges. Yeah, yeah, and I could see that I could see the way things were going because I used to work in uh, Saint Helens College. Right. Okay. Yeah, uh, and it was pretty clear that I needed to retrain myself a little bit. So I got a, went to London for a special course to let me teach English abroad, and I passed it, and there you go. Brilliant, mate. Yeah, no, it's great you're enjoying it, fine. Obviously, it's, yeah, it must be such a rewarding career, so no, fantastic. Um, obviously, you know, we'll get on to the blues, mate. Yeah. I mean, in terms of, you know, when I've spoken to you over Twitter, you know, you're, you're extremely knowledgeable. Um, about the Blues, and I know you've been supporting Everton for a long while. How, yeah, how, roughly yeah. how long is it now, Frank? Well, and obviously the, the first correct answer is since I was born, obviously. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah, 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 we're, yeah. All, we're all born to be Blues. But in terms of my first game, uh, my dad told me my first game was 19th of March, 1966, and it was oh. the, Good- the Goodison Derby, and it was nil-nil. Yeah. And apparently it was one of the most boring games of the, of the <laughs> 60s, apparently. Uh, but, but all I remember was being this little lad five years old and, and being petrified of all these big fellas. Yeah, because of course it was the lower, it was the, low, the lower Gladys. Yep. 1966. So, Bit different to what it is now, Frank. Yeah. yeah, fully, fully terraced, obviously. So I remember, I remember, I remember my dad holding my hand like painfully tight. It actually hurt my little hand because he was holding on to me that tight. Because there must have been a big crowd in there. Then, yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. So that was my first game. That that wasn't my actual first game. The first game I remember vividly was uh, Elland Road. Um, I think it might have been seventy something like that. I mean, we I think we lost three two. Um, yeah, I think we lost. So we were playing, you know, that that Leeds team. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Um, but of course, most of the sixty nine seventy team were playing. And it was oh, what a day to see my heroes in the flesh, you know. Yeah, Alan, Alan Ball, my my greatest hero still to this day. Uh, I've never seen a, a player like him myself, so it was a great day. And fantastic. And my dad used to take me, you know, he, he took me from the late sixties through the early seventies, and then he stopped taking me in about seventy three. Uh, and then I was twelve, and I went and started going myself at fourteen, so that would be seventy five. Um, and I used to go by myself. Never got a season ticket, unfortunately, because there was always a reason why I needed money for something else. Yeah, uh, yeah. Which was a wish, obviously, to God I, I had done. But never mind. I went as often as I could. 
And my last game wasn't long ago. My last game was the Leicester game this season. Oh, flew. really, Frank? Yeah. Yeah, I flew over for, for the game. So. Yeah, that was actually my only fresh thing, Frank. If, if you obviously you, you do get back over quite often. Yeah, well, I'm got, I've got I've already got my ticket for, for the Chelsea game. <laughs> Great, yeah. So I'm coming for Chelsea for sure. So my plan now is probably minimum three games a season from, from Poland. Yeah, brilliant, mate. Great stuff. Great to hear. Um, and obviously we'll, we'll we'll have a you know a little bit of a chat about um, obviously the state of the club at the moment, mm-hmm. uh, which you know we've we, we've chatted about at length um, over the last few weeks, mate. But obviously just be, just because it's it's quite topical and the fact that it's come out today, I don't know if you saw the the new away kit design. Um, I just wanted to get your your thoughts on it, mate, because it's uh, it's been quite interesting to see people's responses. To be fair, yeah. well, first of all, I'm 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 really I'm old school. Yeah. So for me, like. The, the old amber away kit was the one that I always loved. Uh, but, you know, the, the sort of kind of a yellow. Yeah, um, super. Which is proper Everton, what people, it was, you know, it was. what people say, really. Yeah. But, but you've got to move with the times. And for me, the, the proof of the pudding will be how many people buy it. Exactly. And if, and if yeah. people buy it, then it works. I've got no problem with the pink. I don't care about it, yeah. the, the away kit being pink. It's neither here, neither here nor there. As long as it's not... Uh, the same colour as the other lot. <laughs> exactly. I yeah. don't really, really mind what, what colour it is. Uh, so yeah, so yeah. I, I think it'll probably grow on most people. I can see why people don't like it at the moment, but it, the when the, the, the Awake It came out last year, that was like the, the Black Watch tribute yeah. Awake It. A lot of people didn't like it at first, and then it, it grew on them. So I, I think it will grow on people. And, and, and the most important thing, obviously, I think anyway, is... How they actually play when they're wearing it. Exactly. Yeah. That's a, that. There was the point I was just going to make, Frank. If we start winning things in it, then um, I think I think that will be that will be the uh, the main test. Well, and well, I think people will get on board. If we start winning winning things, then we can all dress like like Dominic Calvert Lewin in his spare time. <laughs> yeah, if no, it works, yeah. Super. No, absolutely brilliant, mate. Um, all all I'd say is that a good friend of mine, Andy, who's um, he's, he's a regular on the podcast. He mentioned the actual pattern on it reminds him a little bit about when you get a toasty out of the toasty maker, yeah. uh, which I thought was absolutely spot on. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah I think yeah. Um, I think like you said, mate, we'll, we'll, we'll wait and see on that one. I, th- I think to be fair that the home one, uh, the home one's pretty good. I know me some Sean's three and a half, and uh, he's he's made up with the home one. He's not he's not too sure yet on the away, but yeah. I'm sure that I'm sure that will grow on him as well. So we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll wait be, and see. It'll be a third kit anyway, so. Sorry. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Probably a fourth. Probably a fourth, and not too distant future. Frank, the way yeah. things are going. Yeah. But yeah, we'll wait and see, mate. But just, just in terms, obviously, the uh, probably the main reason uh, we, we thought we'd get you on, um, Frank. I know you've certainly been uh, very vocal about the, the state of the club at the moment, mm-hmm. and our our sort of being ran for a long time. Um, as as I'm sure you know, and uh, as you've mentioned. Um, on Saturday, there's actually going to be a, a planned protest um, by, I know, the 27 campaigns being involved, the, the People's Group, and obviously a few other, uh, few other groups and just, you know, just, just general people um, getting involved. Um, I just wanted to get your, you know, your thoughts really on obviously what's been going on at the club, um, not just last season, but obviously for, for quite a while and, and, and what you think about, the, you know, the actual, yeah. the actual protest itself. Well, first of all, I think... In terms of let's let's be let's be brutally honest. In terms of mismanagement and uh, strategic mistakes, the club has made so many. 
for so long. Uh, and anybody who thinks that the pro anybody protesting is about last season or even the last six years really hasn't been paying attention mm. because the, the club has been slipping uh, for a long time. Uh, David, David Moyes saved the, the, the slippage, if you like. Yeah, by, I agree. By, by operating on a, on a shoestring budget uh, and using the money ball approach pretty much. Yeah, and that, and that worked. And of course, once he went, then we really didn't have any idea what to do next. Uh, so the people saying that, why are you complaining now? It's like, why were you not complaining then? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. If you, I mean, if you, if you look at the stats, let's be really brutally honest about this. If you look at the stats, the last 18 years have been pretty bad. Yeah. Mm. And there's no coincidence I use that number. Uh, the last 18 years have been pretty bad. And anybody who wants to make any kind of protest about the way the club has been mismanaged. Yeah. FFP didn't happen to, by accident. And it didn't happen to... to uh, people seem to think that FFP is unfair and we're being punished. No. We're being punished because we, we got it wrong. We being the people in control of the club. So, so that's my thought in terms of general. You know, we do need to say to the club, what's going on? And... Can you please try and sort things out and be a professional football club at some stage? Yeah, that's my, my feeling. It's a bit brutal, but that's how we feel. In terms of the next protest, I'm very happy that they're not doing it on match day. Because I think that any kind of protest uh, in a game, before a game, or just after a game is really, really counterproductive. Because what it does is it, it gives people who don't want to protest all the ammunition in the world yeah and you, you you and i both know and anybody listening to this knows that if we're honest about it that the vast majority of evertonians don't want to protest i don't really understand that but if that's the way it is yeah you, know, I agree with you, you can go back to, you can go back to to um KEIOC, the blue union dave kelly um getting martinez out it doesn't matter any one of these, every single protest in my lifetime that I can remember has involved a small band of, of blues that want to try and make change happen. And it's a small band. And, it, and I, I can't believe that of the 40,000 people we get in, week in, okay, not quite 40, but approaching 40,000 people yep. week in, week out, that 39,750 are happy. I can't, I can't believe that for one second. So I'm happy that they're doing the protest. I'm happy that they're not doing it on match day. Uh, I kind of gave a little bit of input to that because I did have a chat with some of the, the guys involved in the 27 campaign. Um, and one of my ideas was if we do protest, let's keep it off match day. Yeah. And I think maybe they might have listened to that part of what I said. Uh, yeah, I think so, Frank. Because yeah, uh, yeah I'd, I'd heard that mm. personally. Um, yeah. But obviously, <laughs> like you said, I, I think there'd be people you know who were totally entitled to their own opinion. By the way, yeah, um, of course. But of course. I, I, I've seen I've seen people um, obviously mentioning about you know why why are you doing it now? Um, why didn't you do it at the end of the season? Um, why are you doing it now? Because Michelle said judges at the end of the window, um, all this sorts of stuff where. Yeah. For me, it, it's it's the bigger picture. Um, I mentioned obviously on Twitter today about well, in terms of the next six weeks, even if we sort of bring in, um, 
reinforcements, which we, we, we desperately need. And we will get on to transfers in a little, yeah. a little bit, Frank. But um, mm-hmm. if we obviously get the right reinforcements in, it's still not going to change anything about obviously the hierarchy of the club. Yeah. Um, and I think I think that's the big thing for me where people are saying, you know, yeah, wait, wait for you know, wait, wait and judges after the transfer window. Well, you know, um, I think in terms of Frank um, and Kevin Thelwell, it's trying to give them the sort of best environment possible, um, and the, the you know the most support possible from professional people. Um, and that's that's my reason why obviously I want to. I want to go out and protest um, yeah. because, yeah. like we've said, I think for for a long time, like you said, not just the last six years, but obviously what what's gone on before. You know, you look at you know the likes of um, you know there's been two failed ground moves before. Yeah. Obviously, Bramley Moore's finally been getting done. You look at the likes of the NCL deal, Fortress Sports Fund, um, Philip Green being involved in Everton football. The man, the man, the man saws wanting to come here and being turned away. It's stuff like yeah, it is. It's stuff like that, Frank. And I think I think anyone who obviously follows our football club, um, like you said, I, I think the vast majority do want change. Um, but I think certain people have obviously got to get the ball by the horns and maybe start something off again, like you said. So you know the likes of um, keep Everton our city in the blue union sort of started it a, a long time ago, and that yeah. you know that did actually bring about a, a bit of change. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I think certainly things do things do need to happen. Um, I can understand maybe why there wasn't something at the end of the season. Um, I think after what we all went through um, through last season, I think everyone sort of needed a bit of a break. To be perfectly honest, um, and I think. In terms of um, obviously the likes of the twenty seven campaign asking for um, communication from Machiri, you know the communications, the communication has has got better. I've got to say, but what he's actually said um, is is sort of the, the worrying things for me. I think yeah, it's, um, it's it's not it's not really very substantial what he said. It's and one of the things that disappointed me greatly, but not surprised me, was. Uh, the the senior communications manager who's now in post, um, I'm almost certain that he's ghostwriting for yeah. Mashiri and well Mashiri, yeah, because nobody else is speaking, and and that's very disappointing uh, when you think that um, William Kenray is the greatest Evertonian ever by his own, st- you know, that's what he says that he is the biggest blue ever. Well, if he's the biggest blue ever, then we should hear from him at times like this, not not allow himself to be to be cornered by five or six people and then filmed and put it on on video. Oh, you're bullying a poor old man. No, do it properly, Bill. If you want to speak to the, to the you know to the blues because you're a big blue yourself, do it properly. In the world that we live in, we've got recording devices. You know, we've got these things called video cameras. Yeah, Everton TV can do pretty professional videos on other things every single day and they do so why couldn't there be one with Bill a message to even it could have been something as simple as a typical Bill message heartfelt thank you everybody for what you did to help us this season he didn't he didn't even say that on you know kind of face to face so yeah I'm I'm very disappointed I'm hopeful to be honest there is some optimism I'm hopeful that the FAB, maybe, it's a maybe, might actually bear fruit. 
Yeah, I hope so, Frank. Yeah. I mean, I know, I know a few people, people who are involved. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I know yeah. a few people who are involved who, yeah. like we've been talked about, have been involved in campaigns before. So I can only hope, obviously, they, they do try and enforce a bit of change. But like you said, some of the stuff that's obviously come out, um, certainly in praise of the board, um, the structure, um, that, that sort of thing, really, I'd say that that's what I find really worrying, to be honest. Um, yeah, and I do feel I do feel for Lampard and Felwell and oh, to work yeah. under that. Well, the, the, the board doing the, the board carrying out a, a strategic review on itself. Exactly. Is, yeah. Is, Not is, independent, but yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just it's just like what used to happen with the police many many years ago. The police would the police would make would do something wrong, and they would be investigated by their own, their own officers. So it's it's that kind of idea. You need somebody from the outside to to have a an objective look at it. Uh, and obviously, the people who feel that there's a jobs for the boys culture at the, at the club, they've got a little bit of justification for saying that. When you think about it, uh, well, exactly like you said, if if, they, if they're doing their own review, then yeah, what does that say, Frank? Yeah, I'm glad exactly. I'm glad that uh, that Duncan's gone for for Duncan. Yeah, it's it's good, it's good it's good for him if he's ever gonna he was he was never gonna grow at the club, so I'm glad he's gone for for, for his own development. Uh, Umzi bless blesses blesses socks. Obviously, he done the best he could, and was time for him to move on as well. Uh, I'm glad Baines is around because I, I, I rate him. Uh, I'm, I'm, I think he's an important person to have at the club. John Ebrill, yeah, give the guy a chance. I think. Give the guy a chance. But Bainesy I'm pleased with. Uh, but we we need to move away from if somebody used to play for Everton, then that makes them automatically the best person for the job. Yeah, no. exactly. So totally no. agree. I think it is good. I mean, sir, the, the youth set up. Um, I know it sort of only came about towards the end of last season where they actually communicated the fact that the the under-18s, the 23s, etc., all the way down the ages were actually going to play the same style of football and obviously fit into a fit into a system, which you think how long you know Marcel Brands had been there and other people, and he's obviously gave us a, he's gave his thoughts on his time at the club, um, and he was it was very interesting to actually to hear what, what what he had to say in terms of you know actually trying to do his job yeah, um, yeah. without other people meddling um, and stuff. So yeah, it, it's been good to see you know at least the youth setup um, as sure to go got on board with that and, and obviously Thelwell's sort of seems to be making his, his mark in that regard, Frank. Yeah. But um yeah, like you like you say, we'll, we'll we'll wait and see. Um I think the good thing, like you said, and just in terms of the process is it's it it's obviously showing that there is um there is people out there who obviously aren't happy and who who are happy to put their head above the parapet to actually say so. Um hopefully, you know, it will get it will get some media coverage um and obviously shine a light on on, on issues going on because as I said, I mean I mentioned to um I mentioned to a, a, a blue last night. Um we had we obviously had a good discussion which there's no issue with that at all. If people don't agree that, that you know that there's no problem with that. There's, there's no problem with that. Um obviously I mentioned about the fact in January if it wasn't actually for fans protesting then we probably would have ended up with Vita Pereira as our manager. Um it was only sort of fans protesting and um and making their voice known that I think Frank Lampard eventually got the job. Um so I think, you know, certainly protest 
for me do work um, in terms of actually getting your your points across. Um, and I say, hopefully, you know, from from my point of view, I hope it is well attended and um, you know yeah. it, it it does get the points across. But like you said, I think there's obviously it, it's all down to you know personal preference and how far you you know you you feel you want to you want to push for change really um yeah. but obviously yeah. people don't want to, to attend and they, they don't they don't feel it's, it's the right thing to do that that's totally that's okay. up to them yeah well that's completely fine but i think i would like to say one thing to to, to blues who feel like that that's okay but let us do what we're doing yeah yeah you don't have to agree with us and you, you know but if you don't want to don't if you don't want to get involved no problem let us do our thing uh, and and please don't make things personal because we're yeah. not going to make things personal. I don't think that a blue who doesn't want to protest is any less of a blue than a blue who does want to protest. Totally, yeah. You know, we're we're all we're all blues. We all love the team. We all, yeah, we all love the history of the, of the club, and and we are it, we do bleed blue. So whether you want to protest or you don't want to protest, we're the same people. Yeah, we so just. Don't, don't attack us for wanting change. Yeah. Just let, let us try and see what happens. Yeah, that's that's, yeah. All, that's all I would say to people who, who are attacking people like us who think like we do. You know we're attacked every day. Yeah, every exactly. Day on, on social media. And some, some of the attacks are very personal and they're not very nice. No, totally agree, Frank. And, and to be fair, I've I've seen the odd one come back as well. Um, and it, it, you know what? It's I don't know whether it's just it's Twitter in general. Um, and you know it could be the heat. I don't know what it is. Um, but I've seen you know I I, I felt like a, a sort of a referee. Um, because I was tagged in a, a couple of posts. Um, that I'd sort of started off. And then when I started reading back, there was two blues who were literally just going going at each other and flinging insults. And I just thought, I, I just said, listen, you know, don't, don't do that. Um, it's not, it's not, it's not what anyone wants. And you know, no. you, 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 whatever side of the argument you're on, you're going to lose it. Actually, acting well, like that. So, well, yeah, that's exactly right. You, you can't win an argument by by being. I, mean, I think it's symptomatic of the way the world has gone. The world is more polarized now than it used to be. So, so people pick a side and they kind of stand behind their ramparts. Yeah, and they say, right, this is my side and I will defend this till to my dying day and basically screw you on the other side. And, yeah. and, and that's not a good thing. But in terms of my general feeling about the way people should be, I'm, I'm a socialist in a way. I'm not full-blown socialist, but I believe in the power of the group uh, I can talk to conservatives and to liberals and I can have proper discussions with them and we can discuss the way to run the world, yeah, without without falling out. And why not why can't Evertonians do the same thing? Our fan base is no different, really, to any other fan base in that sense. Uh, and we need to forget this idea that we are special and because we're special, that we deserve success and we deserve to be seen as the best club in the world. Because in many ways we're not. Yeah. And every other fan base has people who feel the same way about their club. You know, Newcastle fans, West Ham fans, Wolves supporters, Brighton supporters, they all feel very strongly about their own team. So we I'd like us to drop this people's club idea. Because although it was a good tagline at the time when Moisey came in, let's let's move on from that a little bit. Let's 
let's move on to the, into the 21st century. I think that's our, our key problem. Match day, match day experience. You go, to, you go to the game and they play the same songs, the same videos, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, and the atmosphere is exactly the same. And nothing really changes. And Gunnarsson, this is what disappoints me, for, has done particularly, I noticed this more when I moved to Poland, and I can only listen to the game on EFC uh, website commentary. The boys come out, the Z cars play, the boys come out, the place goes crazy. Kick off, big roar, and then whoosh, nothing. Until we start to play. If we don't start to play, nothing. The only thing that seems to get Goodison going is when there's a, a tough tackle goes in or a refereeing decision goes against against us. Uh, but there's no constant noise except, I mean, obviously, this season, the last few games, we did get it. And that was good. Yeah. I was just going to say that, Frank. I think um, I think it was safe. That going. Exactly. Yeah. That was yeah. going to, exactly going to be my point. I think, um, obviously, the situation we were in, I think everyone sort of knew that. Um, they had to do their bit rather than just the odd person obviously trying to get a song going yeah, um, yeah, which yeah. you know I, I've got to say I'm probably one of the main suspects in, in our end to try and sort of get, get people up a bit um, but yeah obviously the work the work people did the likes of the originals and a, a few of the other guys who obviously got the banners set up yeah, um, in terms of fantastic. setting a section up and, and, and different things um, it was absolutely brilliant so I think yeah that that is one of the big hopes I think because we all saw um, towards the end of the season, and you know, the, in terms of opposition players actually coming out and saying how intimidating it was, um, and the fact that they didn't want to play in that. Hopefully, that yeah. will that will carry on um, yeah. into into the season. Helped us a lot this season, a lot, massive. Because I think sure. that's that's what I was just going to come on to, really, Frank. Is in terms of obviously the transfer activity or or lack of really, um, as it stands at the moment. Obviously, um, James Sarkovsky is the only. Yeah. Player that's come in, um, obviously on a free from Burnley, from 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 what I've seen of him, um, over the last couple of years, and um, in that friendly, you know, obviously, you know, you can't really gain someone from a friendly, but he looks like he, you know, he he could fit in quite well. Um, what what are your oh, thoughts yeah. on him, Frank? Tchaikovsky is, uh, and you recognise this phrase, and most Blues will understand what I mean when I say this. Tchaikovsky is a snide. <laughs> yeah, he is. He is. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And that's exactly who you, who you need in, in your back four. You need a snide. Uh, the the other word is uh, S house, as it yeah yeah he is and and, and he's 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 got that down to a fine art. So I think one he's great for the for the centre of our defence, and I think he'll improve whoever plays next to him. Uh, my personal feeling is I'd like to see him and Keane start the season, but that's up to Frank. Um, I also think that realistically he could be the club captain. Because because of his his nature and his character and his fitness record, he could easily and even if he's not the club captain, he could be actually the effective captain most of the season if short if Seamus is uh, is injured. So I'm very pleased with him. He's a real plus. Uh, but um, it's who plays with him in the in the back four or five or three. Yeah, it was it was it, it was interesting you said Keane because um, I think. You know, I'm not gonna. I'd never ever try and speak for most Evertonians, Frank. But I think, um, in terms of certain other blues that that I know, there might be maybe one or two other people ahead. Is there any particular reason? Is it because they played together before? Do you think? 
two, two, for me, there's two things about it. One is, uh, if, if Mina could stay fit, then it would be Mina. Yeah. But he can't. Uh, Mina cannot stay fit long enough for the season. Uh, Holgate doesn't convince me as a, as a centre-back. And Godfrey doesn't convince me as a centre-back either. Uh, if Branthwaite was three years older, yeah, yeah, and three more years of year experience, I'd put Branthwaite in with, uh, with Tarkovsky because I think he's a real talent. I think, I think he's got a great future ahead of him if he stays fit. So, I just hope he comes back from PSV. Um, a better player. A better player, which I'm sure he will anyway. I'm just, I'm just hopeful that he, he might get a crack then, Frank, because I, um, I think he was a little bit unlucky um, last season. I, I think a lot of people probably just remember him for that. Um, for that mistake against against Brentford, which I thought he was really unlucky with. To it be was. honest, yeah. I thought um, I thought Tony went down really easily, um, and the ref the referee sort of bought it. But from from what I've seen previous to that, um, you know the likes of the Chelsea game and a few of the other games, I, I thought he looked he, he did really look a, a real prospect. So yeah, I can only hope he comes back. But obviously, there's been there's been names linked left, right, and centre, Frank. Um, you know, Corne and. Um, Gibbs White, you know, they've been probably some of the latest ones. Uh, Brocher from Chelsea, um, they're still sort of, you know, this afternoon that we're, we're interested in. Um, there's, there's, as I say, there's just been names flying around left, left right and centre, which, you know, we could be here all night talking about yeah. those, to be perfectly honest. But just just in terms of yourself, what areas do you think, are, you know, are the, are the right ones that we need to strengthen? Um, because as it stands and from, you know, from what everyone everyone sort of can gather we're not going to have much money even though we've sold obviously arguably our best player we're not going to have much money to to spend again this summer so um, where, where would you talk in terms of areas of the pitch? Got to be number six first mm, Yeah We've got to has to be the, the first position that we need, we need to replace we need somebody who can play uh, the Allen or Davis role much better than Allen and Davis can play it so so we need the, we need the number six first and of course we need we need Somebody who can score goals as well as DCL, uh, because Richarlison was top scorer last season. So we need someone to replace his goals. Uh, Anthony Gordon isn't that guy yet. Uh, I think he could be. I think he'll chip in, Frank. I really I do. Think he, I think he'll score. But I don't think he could be. He could be top scorer, and I'm not sure that that Dominic Calvert-Lewin could be top scorer either. Though he does look sharper than, than he has, so maybe he'll be okay. But number six first. Uh, and the other thing depends on on how Frank sees the, the team shape. Yeah. Because, because for me, if you look at a lot of Premier League teams, a lot of them go with two in midfield. Mm. Uh, but if, if you're going to have two in midfield, they're going to have to be really, really good, hardworking, energetic, <laughs> yeah. and fit players who will stay fit. So, so if you're going to play with two, you need a number six. And <clears throat> I don't know. A midfield general kind of player, not a number ten, but you know somebody somebody sitting in the middle who's who can spray it about a bit. Now, Alan could do that if there was a, if there's a, a good guy behind him. I think yeah. Alan's got Alan's got the potential. Having said that, it seems to me that he's not going to start the season, Alan, because I think he's had some. I think he's had, a, had an operation. Yeah. So he's not going to be starting, which means that our number six, as things stand, is going to be Davis. Yeah, and that's quite worrying. It is. No, it is. I think, um, and the big thing I've said for a long time, probably about our midfield, is in terms of the central midfielders, um, I don't think you can really class Dali as a, as a central midfielder. Um, but I, I think certainly probably everyone else 
it is really much of a muchness, isn't it? Yeah. To be honest, um, you know, there's there's not much you could choose between them. I think the core, um, you know, he had a bit of a dip towards the end of last season, but I think, you know, in terms of what he offers, um, he's, he might sort of be like the top of the list, um, in terms of what, what we're talking about. But like you said, the likes of you know, yeah, um, yeah, Andre Gomez, Tom Davis, um, people like that. Like you said, it, it's it is a bit of a worry, isn't it? If you go on into with a, with that's our midfield, a Premier League season, we're, we're yeah, struggle. Yeah, I mean, Decore is the closest we've got in the squad to a box to box. Yeah, yeah, and and on his on his day, he he almost is a box to box to box midfielder, which is good, which is great. He needs to chip in more with more goals though, because that's if you're going to be that kind of midfielder, then you need to score, or at least create, you know with assists. But yeah, no, number six for sure. Um, somebody on the on the wing who can do what Richarlison did, which is whatever you think about it, the way he used to fall over, he would track. He would track back. Yeah, and it, I think he only had to see it on. I mean, I'm, I'm not a massive lover of stats, Frank, but you know, I think, in I think for at least two of the three years he was there in terms of actually like interceptions from yeah. forward players, I think he was at the top. Yeah. Um so like you said, that you know, that would be in terms of our game, I think that would be a big miss. Yeah. Um as well as obviously going forward as well. But yeah, I agree. I, I think the the big worry like you said with Richarlison going, um and obviously Dominic's injury problems last season is like if if he does pick up a knock um again it's like you said, it, that is the big worry. Where, where are the goals going to come from? Because, yeah, well, I think I think Anthony Gordon will chip in more goals this year. Yeah. Um, I hope the Gray will chip in with a few more because yeah. obviously he had a really good start. And, 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 and Townsend, off, like, Townsend as well. Yeah. As well. Yeah. Yeah. So, but like you said, I think certainly thinking those attacking positions, um, well, we, we, you know, we, we definitely need to have a look and try and strengthen. I think in terms of the full-backs, I, I think um, Michalenko obviously... Did you know might have had a little bit of a shaky start, which I think was always going to happen in terms of brand new players to the league. Um, you obviously got to look at what's going on in his personal life as well. Um, must have been absolutely horrendous, but I thought he came into his own certainly towards the end of the season. Um, and with Seamus out, um, he's going to miss the start. You know, hopefully Nathan Patterson can can nail that right back, uh, right back slot down. Um, I, just, I think so. I think he can. I think he can. It's a, I'm not too worried about about a back four if we play a back four. Uh, and and I'm not entirely convinced at the moment that we've got the personnel to play a three with overlapping overlapping wing backs because who's the three going to be? Uh, and if we're playing five, with five at the back, then that means the midfield have got to be very mobile and, and energetic to make sure we're not overrunning midfield. So so <clears throat> personally, if I'm honest, but I mean I'm not Frank, obviously. <laughs> well, I'm not Lampard. <laughs> I, <laughs> I would, I would prefer to see a four at the back rather than a five. Myself, yeah, at the moment, I agree. I agree, Frank. Yeah, and, and, I think... and when the fullbacks are going forward, you've got the, the two centre halves can sit there, <clears throat> and your number six can sit in front. Yeah. yeah. So there, there's your cover. You've got you've got three people covering when they're going forward. So, so yeah, it's um, Pat, Patterson. I think Patterson's going to be okay. Mikolenko, I have no worries about the guy. I think he's going to be a a really good left back for us. Now, if we can get somebody working with Mikalenko on the left, yeah, 
then that's really going to do like a Baines Pienaar type thing. It's been, I was just about to say, it's been a long time, Frank, isn't it, since we've had that really? So, yeah, no, that, that'll be massive. I think, um, I agree, Frank, yeah. I think uh, I think they're the areas, really, you've, you've got to be looking at. Um, I just hope, like you said, if we can get someone who's uh, a bit of an all-rounder in midfield, that, that might free it up to maybe play in a two. Um, and then, obviously, you can you can commit a few more players forward. Um, even if, like you said, if you, if you get someone who's a number six, you know, you, at least you can play a three maybe then as well. So it, it gives that sort of a bit of flexibility. But yeah, yeah. I just hope, uh, you know, um, I hope again we're, we're not sort of scratching around on the last day of the window again, Frank, um, because I think certainly the games we've got, we're starting with, um, I think we've obviously got to, got to try and get points on the board early um, because, we, you know, we certainly don't want to be heading towards Christmas where we're in a similar state to, to last season. Um, but... Well, if you if you look at our first few games, you know, um, the, the transfer window closes and then we play Liverpool at home. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Arsenal away. Yeah, so you know, you don't want any new signs coming into those sorts of games, really, do not you? Really. Fans, so... no, not really. No. no, you know, you want you want to have you would have at least for me at least two games before the derby to give them yeah. a chance of, a chance of playing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, in an ideal world, you'd be hopeful to be in before the Chelsea game, really, wouldn't you, Frank? But, yeah. And obviously, football football doesn't work like that. And um, I can't understand that. I can't understand either why he went back on um, the window closing before the season starts. I, I thought that was a lot fairer to, to sort of all clubs, if you like. Um, especially. Yeah, it's, it's, the, it's, the, it's the big six thing, really, isn't it? Let's get it, up. Let's, yeah. let's get it out in the open, really, if that's what it's about. Yeah, it's about the. You, of course, it won't be a big six because once Newcastle start to spend, they'll expand. She big seven, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, definitely fine. Um, but yeah, in in terms of the season, because it's probably a good a good, yeah. a good segue really into into sort of the last point I was going to mention. Frank. And I know it's hard because obviously at the moment um, we are still in pre season, and we've seen one game. You know, obviously against Arsenal where. They they'd obviously had a few games on us. Um, I thought I thought the first half was you know wasn't great, but then the second half was better, especially you know when a few of the young lads came on. Who, who knows you know if they can actually make an impact this season, the likes of Warrington Mills etc. Um, who I thought played really well. Um, but just in terms of what you what you think, Frank. I mean, what, what do you think should be like the realistic aim for this season, and where can you see us sort of getting to? Well, it, it depends a lot on how brave Lampard is. If he's if he's brave enough to give some of these young lads with with promise proper game time, then they could prove they could prove out prove to be really good, and we could finish as high as tenth. Yeah. Uh, if he, if he's brave enough to to use the under the under twenty ones and the first team squad, even as it stands with no additions, we might finish tenth. But if he does what a lot of managers seem to have done for Everton for the last few years, which is Play play the first eleven that everybody thinks should be the first eleven, and don't play the and don't play the kids. Then we could be looking bottom six for sure. Honestly, even when they're all back, even when Townsend's fit and playing, even when Gray, even with Gray and Delhi, I think we could be bottom six if he if he sticks to the the players we've got. Um, if we make some additions. Maybe we could push towards eighth. So I'm not all doom and gloom, but I think a lot depends on how brave he is in his selections. Uh, I think I think one thing he should do is what Everton managers have been doing for a long time, which is when it comes to the cup, 
eh, nobody cares. Yeah, they don't care, especially the League Cup. And maybe we should be honest about it. This season, we should think League Cup, we're not going to win it anyway. Let's be honest. Because even the, the second teams of the big six are, big enough, are good enough to beat us. So we should forget the League Cup. Probably even think about forgetting the FA Cup as well. Really? Thank you. Yeah, because let's be honest with you. Even if we, we, we get a, a few, two or three good draws and we get young, you know, small clubs and get through to the fifth round, for example, or the quarterfinals, we're going to play a proper team. And as the squad stands right now, we can't match any of the top eight. Not right now. No, we'll have, at the way it is at the moment. Yeah. And we'll, and we'll have to play. We'll have to play at least one, at least one of them, to get through to the quarterfinals, unless we're very, very lucky. So, I would say if he's brave, we might get we might get tenth, ten to twelfth. If he just sticks with what looks like should be the first team, so pretty much who he played this season just gone, when everybody was fit, then I think bottom six. Uh, and it all depends how that pans out. If we're going to be six from bottom, bottom all season, and we stay there, I can live with that for this for this season. But if we slip there little by little and get there, and then sixth from bottom, fifth from bottom, then with a lot of the players we've got in our squad, it's possible they might slip like they did last season. And I don't know if they could pull themselves out again. So a lot depends on who he plays. Um, I'd like to see some of the young lads brought back um, and just give them a go. I saw Nkunku against Arsenal first half and he doesn't look like he belongs still, bless him. Uh, so he's going to have to be a, an emergency left back cover and a real emergency. But Mikel goes okay. Uh, but like you said before, the young lads... If we, if we could give at least one of the young lads a, a go regularly, then maybe we'll be all right. I think the, the situation that we're in, um, I'm not saying to blood all the youngsters, but I think because of the finance constraints that we're, we're in, because obviously, like what we've mentioned before about the way the club's being run, um, sadly, I think... I think you've got to sort of give a, a couple of the young lads a go um, in and around the team and just see what happens, like you said. Um, you know, hopefully there could be there could be another one like you know, like obviously Gordon was last season, um, and make and make a real impact. Um, I think, yeah, I'd probably I'd say if we could um, play play consistently, if we get you know the the, the formation that Lampard wants and and. and Get players to fit into it, um, and you know, um, they, they play their part, then yeah, I'd probably say mid table, even though it absolutely kills me to say it. Um, you know, Everton Football Club being happy with mid table, I think that would be progress on last season. Um, so it's just obviously, like you said, we, we want to sort of get off to a decent start and and at least keep up to a certain level, um, because exactly what you like what you've just said. In terms of um, when the rot started to set in last season, it really did set in, um, and it took obviously until the, the second to last game for us to actually get out. Um, so you know we don't be going on a run where you know you're winning one game and fourteen again, um, because like you said, I, I don't think many Evertonians' hearts could take it, mate. Um, I think yeah, you know, fingers crossed, we do we do get some additions in. 
freshen up the side a bit, get us to play the way obviously Frank wants us to play, and then just just see what happens. Um, I think yeah, and I, and I really really hope that no matter what happens at the beginning of the season and after Christmas particularly, that if we're not doing so well, please the club just leave Frank alone. Yeah, let him somewhere. give him give him some time. Yeah. I really, I really do think he could be a good manager for us if we, if we give him the time. We really, really can't be sacking him when, when he's been in it for twelve months. Even if, even if we're like bottom four in January, uh, before before the January window, you know, um, no, we can't, we can't keep sacking managers every year. No, totally agree, Frank. And I, th- I think to be fair, I think that well. The vast majority of other songs I think would see it that way, um, in terms of actually actually backing them. And I think there'd be obviously we've talked about to him a supporter backlash against against the owner and the board. I think there'd be a real backlash, I think. Um I think the vast the the vast majority would make themselves known um if that actually happened. Um but yeah, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll see, Frank. I mean what I would say is, you know, being a, a tad a tad more optimistic, you know, I remember us obviously having a Going through a relegation pattern in '94, and then we won the cup the year after. So I'm yeah. just hoping, I'm hoping, fingers crossed that uh, that might happen again. But um, we'll we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see anyway, Frank. I mean, you uh, know, if 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 if, if all the, if all the players in the first eleven click and they all have good seasons, um, then even as it stands, if you, if you think about the best game that each of the individuals currently in our first eleven, if they could all play close to their best. Then we we could do okay in the cup. It's not realistic to expect us expect them to do that for thirty eight league games, but, but but they could do it for five or six cup games. Exactly. Yeah. So that's who knows? Yeah. Who knows, Frank? Um, like you said, I just you know, I just hope um, we we you know we obviously have a better time than we did last season um, because obviously it was it was such a grind. Um, so. Yeah, we'll we'll wait and see what happens. Um, obviously, like you said, we've we've got um, and we've got Minnesota, haven't we? Tomorrow, um, or sorry, in the early hours, and then yeah. uh, Blackpool, Blackpool on Sunday, which which I'm off to, looking forward to, Frank. So, should be a good one. Um, well, no, no, no matter what happens, no matter what I've said, and other people like me have been saying for for a while, come sixth uh, of, of August, five thirty p.m. Yeah, against Chelsea. I'll be there like the rest of them feeling like everybody else. Like, come on. Exactly. Come on, you blues. Yeah, it's yeah. the hope for the whole game. And and I'll be willing them on to win, like 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 all of us do. And and I think that's one thing we've got to try and hold on to if we can. That no matter what people say about the way the club has been managed uh, and what people are prepared to do, we all we love the team. Exactly. It's the concept of the team that we love. Yeah. You know, the players may change, managers may change, uh, even people in the hierarchy will change, but it's, it's, it's the concept of the club that we love. And, and come match that. Uh, the, the group I run, because my biggest group is on Facebook, and the group I run on Facebook, I give a running, a running commentary on, on the game for the people who can't be watching it, because we've got members from all over the world. Uh, and I have a rule. When I tell all my admin team, here's the rule. During the game, leave them alone. <laughs> Don't have a go during the match. When the game's over, if you want to vent, 
yeah, at the end of the game, if we've lost, then go for it. But during the game, just just keep your uh, keep your powder dry, yeah. Because how many times have we seen things like this? Like for example, you think back to the early part of the season, the Wobie was the worst player we'd ever signed, according to many Blues. And without his contribution in the, in the last ten games or so, maybe we would have struggled to stay up. Yeah, yeah. good Frank. Yeah, he came on. I mean, I, I, I deliberately watched him again playing for, for Nigeria um, when people weren't sure about him. And he was absolutely appalling playing for Nigeria. I watched the whole game. He was completely useless. He seemed to run away from the ball the whole game. Uh, but something that, that Frank's done and the, the coaching staff, something's lit, lit a fire under him. Uh, so you've got to give people a chance. Keen, lots of people really don't think he should be wearing an Everton shirt. But... A left foot half volley against Paris. Yeah, and by all accounts, it wasn't his first, Frank. I mean, apparently, yeah. doesn't train in all the time, doesn't he? So, yeah. So, yeah. You know, we've got to give give people. And, and the final thing I would say about fans and players, there's there are too many favourites and and the opposite of favourites. Yeah. So, for example, Seamus, fantastic servant to the club, but in the last couple of years, quite a few times, he's made some serious defensive mistakes, but he never gets called on him. Because he's shameless. Um, so either you call players on their mistakes, whoever they are, or you don't. Yeah. Uh, you know, every, lots of people hate Holgate. They absolutely hate him. You know, he's just not, he's not of the same quality. He shouldn't be playing for us. Well, every game isn't bad. So, you know, cut people a little bit of slack uh, and don't have, don't have favourites. Um, I remember the 70s as being one of the most frustrating times of, of my being a supporter. When under Bingham and Lee, we, a few times, we had a sniff. We had a sniff of winning the league. Yeah. And just, I think the absence of a good goalkeeper pretty much was the reason why we didn't. Yeah. If, we, if we'd had somebody better than Lawson or Di Davis, then we might have had a chance. But then I remember, social media didn't exist, but I remember friends of mine. I was in my teens, with friends saying things like, oh, so-and-so is absolute rubbish. You know, Jim Pearson's a waste of space. And Davy Thomas doesn't always have good games. It's like, no, stop it. Stop it. Yeah. The people, the fans seem to want to pick on one player. Yeah. And it's that one per, one player's fault why the, you lose a game. One player doesn't lose a game. Uh, you lose, and it's quite a few of the 11 are responsible for losing. If we're honest about it, but anyway, on a on a positive note, um, I do hope that the protest is. I think the club are listening. I, I did speak to somebody from the the FAB this week, and he and he told me that the club really don't want bad press. They want positive messages out there in the media, so and they'll do anything they can to make sure that happens. Well, oh, yeah, if, yeah. Well, if they listen to us, then yeah. I'm sure there's lots of protesting blues who'd be quite happy to sit there with the, with members of the board and have an intelligent discussion. Exactly. Yeah. If they gave if they gave us that chance. Um, exactly. Which I know, I know, I know. I know. Um, in terms of some of the people, uh, the likes of the Blue Union uh, and stuff, and um, the People's Group and, and and different things, I know that that sort of did happen. Um, 
obviously a long time ago, Frank. Um, I'm not sure how successful it was um, at the time, on um, certainly on the fan side, but um, obviously that, that did happen. So, yeah, I, I, I think certainly um, the vast majority of, of the people who were planning to protest um, would happily sit down with people at the club and, and hear the concerns. Um, that, that's just my point of view. Yeah, and, and do it and do it in a reasonable, civilised, intelligent way. And, and I think the only caveat, the only thing that worries me about the protests is, and this will happen with any group of people, you might get one or two people who let let the group down and and they do things they shouldn't do. Yeah. One of the one of the recent protests outside Goodison, two lads decided to spray paint yeah. the, the, the side of the ground. Yeah. Well that that doesn't help our cause. No. Doesn't no, it doesn't help anything. Exactly. And when you get banners that say F U C K the board, that, that that doesn't help our cause. No. When you get bed sheets that say we know where you live. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the things that ir- irritates me on a daily basis is other blues saying to me because I'm I'm interested in protesting, and they say that's copyright behaviour. That is. First of all, that's the worst insult. They should know that's the worst insult you can ever give to a blue. Yeah. And 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 but, but on the other hand, things like spray painting the side of the ground and bedsheets saying we know where you live, that's kind of copyright behaviour. You know. We, we've all heard stories of Everton, of Liverpool, Liverpool players wanting to leave the club and receiving death threats. Mm. We, 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 I can't believe a blue would do that. I can't, I can't believe we'd want to do that. Like you said, Frank, it doesn't it doesn't help anything, does it? No, we, you know we're good we're good people. Just like the people who don't want to protest are good people. We're all we're all good people. Yeah, I think. Um... Certainly, Frank, I was going to say, in terms of um, when the sitting happened after the Villa game, I was one of the people who stayed behind then. Um, and I've got to say, the the attitude and the behaviour of the people who stayed behind was exemplary, to be honest. Um, even the, the stewards said so. Um, so I can only hope that that's what transpires again on, on Saturday. Um, and certainly, you know, the, the people I, I speak to, including yourself, um, on Twitter, etc. Who we know we're going to be attending. Um, you know, are people of really good standard and good character. Um, so I, I, I don't think that will happen. But, um, obviously there is people who are going to go. Um, it's just obviously to say, you know, like you said, it, it's got to be, it's got to be done in the right way. Um, it's got to be done to not, um, sort of give give the media and give the club any ammunition and obviously people people on Twitter ammunition as well um, to say look look at that lot you know they're, they're a disgrace to Everton Football Club um, mm-hmm. so I totally agree it's got to be done in the right way Frank and you know I, I'm certainly hopeful that it will be um, Frank it's been absolutely fantastic to talk to you um, really appreciate you coming on one of the things I know you just obviously mentioned it before um, I was going to bring it up anyway but if you want to give it a plug obviously in terms of your, your Facebook group because obviously yeah I've got a lot of members and you do a lot of good work so if you if you want to obviously give it a bit of a plug feel free well well, yeah it's it's called If You Know Your History uh, and it's a Facebook group there are other groups with the same name mine has a profile pic that's got the Dixie Dean statue uh, so anybody on Facebook is more than welcome to join, as long as they remember two things. One is it's ours is a family group, so we don't really appreciate uh, street language being used too much. 
And the other one is, obviously, CAGS. Because <laughs> CAGS is CAGS, yeah. Uh, they're, they're the only two big rules in my group. Obviously, <laughs> I think you'll probably be getting a few more members after this anyway, so that's brilliant. Um, but no, Frank, as I say, again, really appreciate your time um, coming on. Hopefully get you back on um, at some point in the season where hopefully things are going to be a bit better than they did last season. That would be wonderful. Thanks. Oh, brilliant. Thanks very much for your time, Frank. Much well, appreciated. You. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Uh, so that's it, guys. Really appreciate you, you listening uh, to me and Frank. Obviously, as usual, just let us know what you think. Um, drop us a few comments. We'll be back um, again in August at some point. Um, we'll obviously be starting off the, the monthly um, the monthly podcast again um, in August, probably um, after the first couple of games, just to see, see how things are. So we'll catch you then. So, um, yeah, take care of yourselves and up the toffees. <laughs>